This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, it's going to be a bit harder for the Biden administration to enforce its vaccine mandate on federal contractors. A new Senate bill looks to make it easier for agencies to hire new workers when they need them. Meanwhile, OPM is hoping to attract more cyber workers to government. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. A federal appeals court sees a high bar to restore a vaccine mandate for federal contractors. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman explains. A three-judge panel from the U.S. Court of Appeals for the 11th Circuit acknowledges the Biden administration has felt the impact of contracting delays from the COVID-19 pandemic. But those judges say it remains unclear whether the administration has the authority to impose a COVID vaccine mandate on federal contractor employees. Those make up about one-fifth of the total U.S. workforce. A federal judge in Georgia last December blocked the administration from enforcing its vaccine mandate for contractors. At least four appeals courts are reviewing the mandate. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. A pair of Republican lawmakers want to provide more flexibility in federal career paths. As part of an effort to streamline the federal hiring process, Senators James Lankford and Mike Braun introduced the Inspired to Service Hiring Improvements Act. The bill would offer the option to extend temporary appointments and give more agencies direct hire authority if there's a severe shortage of candidates. Recent college graduates would also see more federal job opportunities under the legislation. The Office of Personnel Management wants to make it easier to recruit cyber experts for federal jobs. Under a new cybersecurity hiring resource hub, agencies can more easily access information about potential benefits available for those cyber positions. Some of the benefits include flexibilities on pay and leave, for which agencies can request approval from OPM. Agencies can find the resource hub on OPM's Future of Work website at opm.gov. Some lawmakers are worried about which agency oversees the cybersecurity of the energy sector. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday reports. Lawmakers who head up committees with jurisdiction for the Department of Energy say DOE should be the lead for cybersecurity in the energy sector. They're concerned about a new law that requires critical infrastructure companies to report cyber incidents to the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency. The lawmakers wrote a letter to Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm urging her to maintain DOE's role as the sector risk management agency. They also asked Granholm to ensure agencies don't duplicate cyber incident reporting rules for energy companies. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. The Defense Department is encouraging its employees to prevent, report, and advocate against sexual assault and harassment. The new campaign, called Step Forward, is putting an emphasis on non-victims to do their part in preventing incidents and encouraging people to seek assistance. The campaign coincides with National Sexual Assault Awareness and Prevention Month, which started at the beginning of April. The military is rethinking the future for its most highly trained service members. Federal News Network's Scott Massioni has more. The Defense Department is asking Congress for $100 million to help field technologies from companies that don't traditionally work with the military. Often companies find it difficult to work within the Pentagon's parameters. The money would help small businesses finish prototypes and bring the products to service members. DoD says it's piloting a similar program this year and appointed someone internally to oversee it. Scott Massioni. Federal News Network. A new playbook from the White House is out, this time on rural infrastructure delivery. 
The playbook aims to help local, state, and tribal governments tap into funding from the bipartisan infrastructure law for rural projects like broadband internet access, USDA's ReConnect program, EPA's Superfund cleanup program, and more. The playbook also lists over 100 programs with cost share or matching requirement waivers and flexibilities. The Biden administration says the playbook reinforces the Justice 40 environmental justice initiative outlined in the president's climate goals. President Biden nominates Steve Dettelbach for director of the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms and Explosives. Dettelbach is a former U.S. attorney from Ohio, and several gun control and reform groups endorsed the nomination. Biden announced his pick along with a final Justice Department rule to crack down on unserialized ghost guns. The rule now requires federally licensed firearms dealers to transfer any key records to ATF once they conclude any licensed activity or close down their business. The previous rule only required these dealers to retain key records for 20 years. The Department of Homeland Security is looking to overhaul one of its key communications networks. In a notice, DHS says it will redesign the Homeland Security Information Network. The network allows for information sharing across Homeland Security components. But DHS says the current platform is too complex and costly, and it's not optimized for the cloud or mobile devices. Under Project Phoenix, the department plans on building a new cloud-based version of the network. DHS is asking for feedback on its plans by April 25th. And the cost of delays at the IRS are adding up. The Government Accountability Office finds the IRS spent more than $3 billion on interest last year after running into delays processing tax returns. That's a 50% increase compared to the prior year. Over the past seven years, the agency has paid $14 billion in interest on delayed tax returns. GAO finds the IRS also spent $177 million last year on overtime for employees working on processing returns. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. I'm Eric White. Reconnect with a carpool or vanpool. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others that live and work near or at the same place as you. Prefer taking the bus or train? There's never been a better time to reconnect with transit. Plus, you have the added comfort of knowing Guaranteed Ride Home is there for any unexpected emergency for free. For more options, visit commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. Some restrictions apply.